take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, man, they be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, though, too. It's your boy, the Bearded Brother, back at it again with another episode of the Swig Podcast. And of course, by my side, I got my co-host, Shani Hadia, the marvelous gift in the building. What up, people? We yeah, you're chilling. What y'all doing? We um we we drinking some 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 Nashville Black is Beautiful beers. Yes, so Lord. we touched on we touched on some um some Black is Beautiful <laughs> beers. Um. With the episode with just you and I, and yes. we did some black-owned ones and just some ones around uh, in Country. different cities. Yeah, that we can get our hands on at least. They're working yeah. on that. But now we bringing it to the Ville. Uh, we have four breweries released, so we'll be drinking Yazoo, Bearded Iris, Living Waters, and Southern Grist. Yes. But we won't be drinking alone, people. We will not, because we have people in the motherfucking building. <laughs> Yeah. What up, people? It's Centricia, the bougie black hippie. Oh. oh. Y'all, listen, y'all might know her as AC. <laughs> Government name she dropped on y'all. What y'all going to Formerly known as. known as. She is AC. evolving. <laughs> Gross. She's coming out with her government. Her government <laughs> name. But... Hey, y'all. It's Tika May, professional hippie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's Jason. Just up in here chilling. Jason Lutz. That's my company. <laughs> <laughs> cool hey y'all, it's Rachel. Just happy to be in the room. <laughs> hey, it's Ben. Just happy to be with Rachel in the room. Drinking black and beautiful beers. <laughs> Shout her out. Um, what's going on, y'all? It's Darren. Glad to be revisiting. Hey. Um, looking forward to more of this beer. And the living room is coming to Atlanta. 2021. But we have a lot. We already kicked back. So, uh, I love beer. How many states you got so far? We got at least over about 20. We got most of the East Coast and a few out West. But we got to knock out the Midwest. So, so oh, yeah. Man. Do, oh, you, man. do you all have to go and get the beer? Or no. other people can send it to you? I mean, we would like to go and get the beer. But, you know, we would like to buy people send it to us as well. So, we'll get it how we live. Okay. Alaska <laughs> listeners. I don't even know if they, they might already have a list. We have Alaska on the map already, huh? What you, uh, yeah, that's my goal. That's one of the hard ones <laughs> that you try to knock out early. I was like, I got a contact, other contact, other contact. <laughs> Might be. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Jealous about that. So, like I said, we um we're we're gonna be drinking the Nashville Black is Beautiful beers, and we wanted to bring some people around to really just talk um life in Nashville. Yeah. Black life in Nashville. Well, yeah. There you go. Black life. Black life. We, yeah, we're not going to go there. Black life in Nashville, <laughs> little history, a little, just, just talking. It was just really, y'all about to have, uh, here friends have conversations. Um, before we started recording, there were some interesting conversations going. 
hopefully we can recreate those. Recreate those, but uh, on topic. So if y'all hear say squirrel, we already have acknowledged that we are going off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually already there. Um, so let's get started with this first so, one. So first one on deck, Yazoo. What's your thoughts on Yazoo Kramer? What, where are you at with it? Um, I'm okay with Yazoo. It's definitely the OG of the craft brew uh, energy here in Nashville. Um, it's a pretty traditional style, so I'm not too mad about it. There's no frills or anything like that. But sometimes, you know, you like to add different things, for this, especially for this Black is Beautiful, um, which for the people that don't know, is a beer campaign through the Weather Souls out of San Antonio. Um, they made a stout recipe in response to everything going on with uh, George Floyd and the civil unrest right now that's been going on probably how long? It's been a number of weeks now. Yes. <laughs> it's been a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, just kind of response to that. And so a bunch of uh, so this brewery down in San Antonio made a stout recipe and a bunch of breweries come in and they take that recipe and do what they want to do with it, whether they want to kind of just leave with that recipe or they might throw a little razzle-dazzle in there for uh, a little razzle-dazzle. You got the glasses, man. Yeah. Give them the plastic. We got them drinking all the plastic joints. Me and, <laughs> me and Kramer. Reflex. Me and Kramer fancy. No. We got, we got. I'm trying to let the people know I'm there for them. Take you know? the glasses. <laughs> so these are just renditions of Nashville's touch on the black is beautiful. So the first one is the Azu. So. So out the the first one has been poured up while Kramer was giving that the rundown. I am interested to see like, <laughs> people's faces and um, reaction to him. I think you and I are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let me give you a little bit. Theirs is just the imperial style. So they pretty much followed the recipe. I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's yeah. very traditional. They, they, I, I can't say to a T because what, um, <laughs> what I found that people ha- have had to do is kind of adapt the hops adapt the hop order to their region or whatever their distributor has so it's about 10 different hops and um 10 different grains i'm sorry 10 different grains and then um just the one cascade hops Mm -hmm. and so you pretty much they're they're adapting the grains to whatever they can get. So there's going to be some variations, and then the water of the city will make a diff- will make it different as well. But um, what are what are your thoughts on the Yazoo's? Who wants to go first? Who wants to chime in? And... I can tell you that they're not really. <laughs> Any smiling faces? I don't love it, and I traditionally like Yazoo beers. Um, Do you traditionally like stouts? I'm not a huge fan of stouts unless they have some type of uh, coffee element or a sweeter element or maybe even hazelnut. But I'm 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 actually surprised by Yazoo. Okay. Okay. um, I love stouts, and I feel like. This is definitely a stout, definitely an imperial stout, but it's nothing that it's standard. Yeah, yeah. it's standard. Like there's not a like she was saying earlier. Like I, I'm accustomed to 
you know, the chocolate or the coffee notes or even a richer, smokier flavor mm-hmm. and a heaviness. And this this is not bad, but it's just not. It doesn't necessarily grab you. No. It doesn't grab me. Yeah. And I love the can. I love all the cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love all the cans. It says a certain thing that we've been saying forever. Bro. All right. We've been trying to tell y'all. Yeah. So hopefully beer will be able to give you that message. Mm-hmm. I do think it's the, the stout beer for those who just like stout and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm imperial stout. Um, looking at the recipe, I look, actually look at the recipe. It's actually available on the, um, the Black Weather Soul website in the campaign. You can actually look at it. And I think they use the same stout. As, I think they just went straight off the recipe. Y'all yeah, that. they definitely did. They just um, went right, right by the book. And I can understand why, because, you know, stuff like that, beer costs and, you know, supply and demand, all that jazz, we'll say that for later. But um, I can see I can see why they might have said, you know, I'm going to stick to the recipe and just sell it, you know? Yeah. And that's what they went with. Like, so if those who, what's the, um, a stout that uh, most people drink? That's, um, I don't know, I drink Dragon's Milk all the time. Those are like in the store. Like, um, yes. Yes. if you like Guinness, yes. you you'll love this because yes. it's nothing yeah. fancy at all. Yeah. It's just yeah, straight up stout. Bam, here it is. You know how you get like you know bird's eye of the of the of the Phoenix Rising Sun. But you get a, a stout. That's what you're gonna get. See to Darren's point, like you you like the milk stouts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is gonna be that is different than this. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying now there's no it's no creaminess. With this one, you're really getting some roasty notes, and that's that's, that's really, about it. Yeah, it really reminds me a lot of Dos Peros, honestly. Okay. Which, you know that was one of the first craft beers that I ever really got into, and I still grab it every once in a while, a little bit of nostalgia here and there. Mm-hmm. But to me, this kind of just tastes like this, but a little more stout. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see it. that. Yeah. I guess the maltiness of it. They did do a collab though in packaging with the Black is Beautiful, which yeah, kind of. Oh man, I fight somebody over that one. Like, so that one was good. Oh yeah, yeah. and that was I with let it sit for a month too. Untitled artist, I think. Was it? Untitled artist. Yeah, I let it sit for a month. So I didn't. I it didn't last that. a weekend. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm proud of myself, then. I, like, I kept it in my little like. I have a box that I aged some of my stouts in, and it stayed in there for a few weeks. I'm actually really proud of myself after that. I, I feel like back. they didn't release it that long ago. Or like a couple weeks ago. It, it? It's been about two and a half weeks. I don't know. It was like it stayed for a month. Everything feels like a month right now with everything going yeah, on. So, 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 right now, I don't know what's up right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you all? So have you all been to Yazoo's? At least the older brewery, because they oh, yes. moved oh, this doing, year, right? Yeah, in the, uh, in the last year. Last yeah, in the last year. Yeah. It's probably like mid to early to 2019. Okay. Yeah. I was lucky enough when I very first moved to Nashville back in '06. I've been before I moved that that was the first brewery. Like I didn't know anything about craft beers. And that was my first experience to go to craft beers. I got to visit and tour and all this stuff. I was like, this is great. So that kind of had an impression to help me like move, you know, I mean, move from where I was at to like, oh, part of where I yeah, this different type of beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't been, to, I hadn't been to the new one, but the old one was, it was, one was, it was really great. nice. It was nice. The new facility was nice. It was, it yeah. was an experience. And the okay. new one, when you get a chance to go to the new one, like really? leaps and bounds better than the old really? space. Awesome. Now I've heard for Yazoo, I've heard a lot of their um their their funk series, but you know we'll we'll jump into that um. Once we visit, I, I haven't really visited. The, I went and picked up beer from the location, but I haven't visited and had, had a beer there. Um, but it's funny that, like, I think majority of us here know Yazoo as that that staple. 
in Nashville. Yeah. And if you know beer, I mean, if you drink some kind of beer, you're familiar with it. Yeah, really, yeah, even if you don't. Um, I think this, but this to me is, it's just what Yazoo is. They're like yeah. consistent. Consistent. And but I'm, I think Yazoo's dope. I love what they do for the beer community and how they represent themselves. Yeah. But I never, when I'm at an event, I never get, oh, they got Yazoo. I never like got excited <laughs> to see it. But I'm like, oh, this is better than them having Heineken's. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, uh, but to me, that's what this tastes like. If all their beers, that's why you said it reminds you of, of the original one. They All their beers are like this. They're just, they're, they're not remarkable. Yeah. They're definitely not bad. They're like a good introduction stouts. This is a good introduction stout. Yazoo makes the beers just like, you know what, I, I'm i just now leaving, you know, the like the regular beer and stuff. Let me play on the safer side a little bit and let me try something a little different with my taste buds. Now, don't expect too much go thing beyond that. Like, you're not about to get the marshmallow puff man inside your drink or anything like that. Or, you know, you're not about to get, you know, Hawaiian tropical flowers in your beer. No. They don't get all that. You can get, like, you know, okay, this is introduction level. Like, you know what? I'm going to be your pusher man. His, you know, try this. Like, <laughs> yeah. so they make gateway, gateway yeah, like beers. Gateway beer. yeah. it's it's like like so so let point. me ask you, would they be a good, would, would, would this brewery be a good brewery for an introduction for black people? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. No. All right. Let's stop. Can we do right? Can we do a raise hand of, can we do a raise hand of they would be a good gateway situation for craft for black people? We have Ben, Rachel, Jason, and Tika saying yes. But I think it depends on how you're introduced because for me, Yazoo was the first um, brewery that sponsored an event that I was actually working. And so that was my introduction into something different aside from beer gardens back in Knoxville. And that's why I appreciate them, but I think they stick with the fundamentals. And I like that about them. Okay. I would say it's a good introduction because it's, it's basic. Before you get out to the, the bougie world of, of being stout drinkers Marshall or anything else. Is it right before you? you, 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 you bougie, bougie and marshmallow man. To get the basics, <laughs> this would be the best place to start for basic, yeah. like, like like what we're drinking right now. It's yeah. very, it's very plain. It's very like you, you go to Guinness. No frills. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Like this is grocery store beer. This is really good, but it's a craft beer. You can mm. start drinking craft beer, but it's Zazu. It's, it's, it's a craft beer. Okay. Can okay. I can get that. It's a good introduction to that friend who. Thinks he's being adventurous. They drink Stella, and he brags about it. <laughs> oh, bro, you got that um IPL? Yeah. I got a Stella. Look, like, I'm taking a his light, and he's looking at you. And you got to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad this Stella's a nice little water, but I got, try this over here. Try this here. Good job. Right, right. Fizzy water. Right. Like, so clap. Yeah, and then he might, oh, okay, and then he's gonna like, wow, this is this is something different than something standard that I thought was exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you like Stella? You need to try. Let me get you on the Yazoo. Okay, all right. But if you're a beer person, you come to town, yo, we got to go to the no, brewery. Not, not, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think it's a great introductory place for new beer drinkers, especially new black beer drinkers, because they don't have good flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, the beers just aren't good. So Okay, so I don't like to say that beers okay, aren't good. Yes, okay. They aren't your style. They aren't your type. They don't fit your they're not, yeah, they're, they're not your not. kind of beer. Yeah. There you go. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, as a collective, as a collective, we can say whether or not it's good beer or not. That is real. But on the individual, that's just how I like to operate. No, but no, go ahead. I, 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 mean I agree with that. But in this case, I'm going to stick to what I said. Look, I she said, said what I said. said. What I said. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to replay my time. Oh. Um, but... <laughs> So I just I think that there are other basic 
flavor that would be a better introduction to, to black people. But that's just my opinion. Okay. I would go with the personality of the person, uh, to be real honest. Because, like, if I want somebody, like, yo, you know, I want something different, you know, like, do you enjoy flavor? Do you enjoy, you know, just experiencing new flavors like that? I won't take the awesome for that. I mean, if like, somebody who's, like, really scared, like, you know, I want to try something different, but not way out there, like, you know, the different type, like I was mentioning earlier, like the Fluffo Sandal from Pipeworks or something from Wicked Weave, because, you know, they give you, like, all types of flavors, like, you know, this stuff is creative, like, this is great. I won't take anybody who might appreciate that, I won't take them to Yazoo. Now, somebody who's just like, okay, I, I like beer, eh, can you introduce me something decent? Eh, and they want to work on a little bit on the closer, not so wild side, and I'll take them to Yazoo, but, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I think, um, I just feel like you got to put your, your if you're trying to bring somebody new into yes. a space they haven't been in before, mm-hmm. I'm just a believer in you you pull out all the stops. Yeah. yeah. And so this would not be, for somebody who I'm trying to bring in, you know, trying to bring in more African-Americans, Latinx, especially women. We like flavor. We like flavor. I'm like going to make season. sure you have flavor. Yeah. And this isn't the best representation of that. Yeah. Although this is a um, your standard basic mm-hmm. kind of yeah. imperial stout, but it's not. I want to hook you, and I also want to hook you so that you whatever you have, you keep trying to chase. It's kind of like crack. You keep trying to chase that. <laughs> you keep trying to chase that. Max score. Yeah. And you want to keep exploring. Like, damn, this was good. This is the first one I had. Right. What else is out there? It's on top of that, like most people, black people, at least when I introduce a beer, everybody said it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody said yeah. everybody's heard yeah. that when they start first start drinking big any beer they ever had. Well, craft beer, I'm not trying to give you that acquired taste. Like, bam, this is what it is. This was on a label, mm-hmm. and you're going to taste this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you get them onto that, it's like, oh yeah, so. Cool, cool. But now I'm trying something else, something different. But I definitely like, agree with you. Though. Yeah. It's <laughs> very like personality oriented. Yeah. Like, Definitely. So I was like, I never drank anything before. Like, I don't even like beer. Maybe like you can go into Yazoo that way. It's like Ooh. someone that has no exposure yeah, to right. it can be like, all right, here's a slow mm-hmm. walk into the world of craft beer. Yeah. You don't like it there, and then it's like, okay, right. maybe it's just not for you. But like, if someone was like, oh, I like craft beer a lot, no, no, Yazoo is not for you. Like, you will go to these other places, which we'll mention later in the episode. Okay. Yeah, that's why you said like a good introduction. I, I think a good introduction because like being a go like you said based on the person, it's a personality too. I would say yeah. that was a good point. Yeah. I've introduced other friends to like try to bring them into the craft beer and they're like, man, this, this tastes like shit. Like, why are you drinking? It's too dark. It's too heavy. It's too this and then you're like, and then you give them something like this. And I'm like, oh, like, well, yeah, my mind is great. And they're like, ah, oh, this is like shit. But then you give them something like this, basic standard, like. Okay, this ain't too bad. I'm like, I can try this. I can, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll try this. One. They'll they try used to beer flavor beer. Yeah, they'll try yeah, this one. Beer. So the <laughs> next one that all of y'all have is bearded iris. So this one is also imperial stout. As far as I know, there's no um, additives. There's nothing. It has hazelnut in it. It does have yeah, hazelnut. It's I was on. It's not too heavy. Most, but most of them kind of gave um a gave like a little. Little um, a breakdown of what was in it. Mm-hmm. This one instead says "brewed for justice." Oh yeah. man! So oh, yeah. I really appreciate that. Like yeah, make that known. I can taste the beer and be like, "Oh, there's something in here." 
Justice. But <laughs> let me not right. This tastes like justice. Yeah. It's literally justice. No, this, this, this is freedom. You can yeah. get the taste of hate. I would say that the initial mm-hmm. like bite, like right when you first hit it, you're like, hmm. Yeah. Kind of perks up a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah. What is, is this? this? Smell the difference. Yeah, yeah like, it, is. Right. Is, it just smells so, really good. That was a light year jump. So yeah. you Kramer is a is a um stout drinker. Mm-hmm. And you did you didn't necessarily care for the Yazoo? Like it was solid, but yeah, it's it's very Yazoo aligned. <laughs> you gonna get what you are gonna get? Like boom, stout. Here you go. Keep it moving. Um, Black Power, I guess. Um. <laughs> In comparison to this, what's your what's your thoughts? Oh, uh, this one is I don't want to say better. It has a different, more profile that I prefer in my styles. I like myself to have a little. Flavor, a little swagger to it, and Beard Eyes has been really good about all the beers, even stouts to their IPAs. They have like a little, just like okay, I don't know what it is, but like beer has just got that little extra punch with the hip, little torque in it, torque in it, and then you just kind of hit a little bit differently. So like, it was I all appreciate lost it. in terms of y'all didn't know. Yes, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, gotta throw a punch, you know. <laughs> if you want to knock somebody out, you punch through the person, <laughs> not thank just you. the person. Because I was like, I saw him moving, and I was like, okay, mm. he's really shaking something here. For me, um, this is like really good. Um, it's not, I don't, it's not too sweet. The hazelnut, if that's what's added, it takes a little bit of that bite off that, um, that the original recipe had, and <laughs> it offers just a little bit of, of smoothness. So I'm a fan of this uh, bearded iris, but full disclosure, I love bearded irises beers. Mm-hmm. They're they make the my favorite beers in the in the city. I I will say that it tastes better the second time around. The first time around, I think because I still had y'all's in the back of my mind when I first had. It, I was like. It almost tastes the same, but you know, now that I have it the second time around, maybe it sat for a little bit longer. I like this one a little better. I can taste the difference. Okay. So, have have you all been to Bearded Iris? Is that is you have been to Bearded yeah, I'm a, Iris? I'm a big fan. I just like I like the way it looks. I love the big the setup. The middle, yeah. The middle, too. The middle, the, like it just it just the way it is, and it just like looks so. It's kind of a little grindy. It's like raw, a lot. Uncut. It's raw and cut. And I love, I appreciate that they do mostly IPAs. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, maybe you're a style, so I'm an IPA fanatic. So I'm like, mm-hmm. every time I go to the double IPA, they're just doing different citrusy things. Like, yeah, that's how I yeah. feel. And then, but if they do have a little lager or a pilsner or a little style, like when they yeah. throw that other one, that would oh, be like, they're basically like the kind of like you hit three yes. and two dunks, but they only stick in on one. And then when they do the other, you're like, oh. <laughs> I have. They do. I'm not a big IPA drinker, so like I like getting IPAs from there and a couple other places in the city. But like they're number one for IPAs. If I'm gonna go the IPA yeah. round. Okay. Okay. All right. So we acknowledge that their beer is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as far as the style goes, real quick. Um, to me, it felt like maybe it was because the Yazoo was just so unremarkable, just plain, not bad, but just plain. <laughs> that, that, that one little. Hazelnut, that little, it just added something to me. I was just. That's a crazy one. I don't know if I drank it. Would be like, bam. Yes. That's what it was. But if I drank this first, I don't know if I would have noticed it as prevalent. Okay. I think I noticed Hazelnut because of things. Okay. Okay. So, on the can, it says brewed for social justice. Do you know of Bearded Iris being involved in anything? Socially justice in Nashville. 
Maybe now. I mean, I now, know. honestly, I don't know too much of any breweries. In, no, that, I mean, that's a part of the conversation. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, honestly, because, I mean, well, well I know I was, what booze you're drinking, too, so I do kind of, like, not drink a lot of national beer. I do go to different places and, and travel and get beer. Same. But, I mean, but what I do is just, like, I don't see many institutions in Nashville who really sticks their neck out for doing it unless they're designed to do that. Mm-hmm. So, right. and I think you want me to stop, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I've worked in fundraising for a few years. I've never heard anything from Bearded Iris. I mean, I think maybe if... Have you heard it from any of the other ones here while we're saying I don't want to just call out Bearded Iris? No, nobody has taken the initiative. I mean, I think, you know, you hit up some of these folks and ask them for donations, they might give them to you. We've gotten donations from um, Jackalope before um, and um, from some distributors like Lipman Brothers, but from the breweries themselves, like standing up independently and just saying like, hey, you know what, we're for... Gideon's Army or, or the Equity Alliance or anything like that, I'm, I've never seen them associated with any of those organizations. And, I mean, it was my job to stop folks and see who they gave money to. <laughs> I've seen brewery, na- brewery names. But I feel like I do see Yazoo at a lot of events. Now, Yazoo do be like, everywhere, though. I feel like I always see their beers, and I know that they're, so maybe donate, but that's not the same as, like, really supporting. But I was going to say, because they there. are, like, the largest uh, craft beer uh, brewer in I mean, in Tennessee. Yeah. So they are going to be the ones that you see. They are, they're damn near the face of Tennessee. Of Tennessee. And the face of in-kind donations for those mm-hmm. types of events. So yeah. I could say definitely Azu, Mayday, and Jackalope have been the only ones that I've, I've worked Now, is it with requested or have they, and I, and I, I do want to preface that I'm not sure of any business that goes out and that does, not to say it does not exist, but goes out and actively says, I want to donate to you. So I work out, oh, not necessarily but they do. Okay. but definitely other causes, you know, so I've seen them do it for other causes, those three ones that I named. So you may have different experiences I want to develop it though. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of CEOs have their own sort of pet projects, the things that they're really passionate about, and they will go out and seek organizations that they want to support. So... I mean, possibly there's some breweries out there whose passion is social justice, but a bearded iris is feeling social justice. They, it has not been apparent in the world of people who work in 501c3. Another thing too is like a lot of people, they'll it may donate, but they don't like to brag about it and put it out there saying, hey, you know, we donated X amount of dollars to this cause, whatever. So like, I mean, Jay Z does it all the time. So there's the thing, like a lot of these um, corporations, businesses. I mean, they put money to the side, or if you dig through their website, they have certain initiatives that they um, donate to. But yeah. they're all like, okay, it's almost just like, why do I have to put out that I'm doing all this stuff? It's, yeah, it doesn't seem like I'm really doing it for the right purpose. Right. And and seeing, and I've, we've talked to a couple of breweries where they've stated that, like, I am trying to figure out, or I, as far as like the brewery, is trying to figure out how to donate or how to get involved, mm-hmm. but um, not have it seem disingenuous. Or like they're pandering. Mm-hmm. And but my thing is, I told him I was like, listen, we looking for y'all to do some shit. So so like long as you are doing it with a, a clear heart and and also your actions, like you're not also like donating to children in cages. Like, you know what I'm saying? To keep the children in cages. Like it will it will come off as genuine, but also don't wait until a George Floyd gets killed. 
to make that donation. Reach out. Right. I think mm-hmm. to, to Justin's point, like they sh- you should brag about it because every company now has a social responsibility. So you, you have to, in order to reach new customers, in order to maintain your cu- your current customers, because all of us care about something. So if you're doing something, let us know what you're doing because I'm more inclined to um, patronize your business because you are doing something. So I think if you want to stay in business, if you want to stay relevant, you gotta shout what you're doing because otherwise nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you can shout you can shout what you're doing while also staying true to what you're doing. Correct. So for example, um, so we were at Crazy Gnome the other night, right? So let's say Crazy Gnome did one of these, right? But then let's say they took it a step further. And they said, okay, well, we're going to be supporting by, by creating our own Black is Beautiful with weathered, with weathered Souls. We're going to do that, but we're going to take it a step further. We're going to start having, just, just open up open up the brewery. Let's have some classes. Let's have some opportunities for people who we normally don't go after or just period. Like, this is how you brew. Right. This is what this so is about. This is how, this is the process involved. You know, these are the ingredients involved. This is how you create a business plan if yep. you were to open yes. a, a brewery or a tap room or a combination. I think it has to go steps beyond, okay, well, these proceeds go to Black Lives Matter. These proceeds go to Gideon's Army. Those are helpful. But what are you also doing to bring more of us? Into the right? Exactly. I'm yeah. glad you actually said that because it's the... Next question is like, okay, what's next? What's the, okay, and like, what are you going to do? You release your beer. How are you going to continue to ride this momentum of diversity, inclusion, however you feel about that phrase and use of that terminology is just, how do you keep that going? Mm -hmm. And I think you spoke to a very good point. It's like, okay, you release this beer. Cool. It's been six months since we released this beer. All right, let's do start doing classes. Which I actually really appreciate a beer out of, a brewery out of Atlanta called Orpheus Brewery. Mm-hmm. They have a class, a six month class, paid internship where they teach you all different types of beer industry things from production. You can learn how to can, how to brew, to working front of house, uh, working in sales, how you get beer in different things like that, and that's like a good indicator of like what to do next. There's multiple things. You don't necessarily have to create the next internship, mm-hmm. but it's, like you said, Support. create the next, like, amount of classes, create Cic- Cicerone, which is just the beer equivalent of wine sommelier, mm-hmm. and teach how people how to study and prep for that and even take the, uh, that test to get in, to prepare at least for level one or something like that. And so that's kind of what we want to try to, like, ask you guys, like, What's next for these breweries that release these beers once this their release kind of <laughs> slows down? It's kind of like, okay, we released it six weeks ago. Okay, we need to start thinking about other things. Like, how can these breweries keep that momentum? Yeah. I'm going to come on with Bill's advocate side now, too. So the other thing is that, you know, if this is what we yeah, want to another one. You know, embrace ourselves yeah. in, like, this beer culture, we got to put it out there, too. Right. I always look at, you know, everything's a two-way street. Like, you know, people can say that they can do all this stuff for us, but if we ain't out there like, you know, you know, you got, like, the Sweet Podcast, y'all going out there and, and put, put the pavement and say, hey, 
I'm interested in this world, you know, like, get me in here. Like, this is the things I want to do. And then you notice that, you know, those brewers, oh, come on in. They may not have a full program, but, I mean, it's nothing for me to go talk to a brewer at a brewery. And they be like, oh, well, let me, I don't mind talking to you. Let me have you, let me have you call your phone. I'm like, it's nothing. So the other part is that, you know, we also have to be able to put ourselves out there and be comfortable doing so and say, I want to be a part of this culture. That too. Yeah. I, I think because they may not have the, I'm sorry, they may not have the correct path to creating it. You could be that one that creates that whole um, program for them. And they had no idea how to get it done. Right. And I think that's important to know is this is not one of those if you build it, they will come type situations. Mm-hmm. Intent and engagement are really important in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and I think it leaves it open for them to choose anything along the continuum of workforce development. That's important. So we talked about the classes to be the equivalent to a Juan Sommelier or even just learning how to brew beer so they can take their next step kids that are in college or teaching people so they can do it as a hobbyist or as entrepreneurs. So I think those opportunities are important. But again, we do have to be out there to grab them. Um, very good point. Yeah, and we gotta hold their feet to the fire though. Like putting on your can that you're brewed for justice is a bold statement, right? Yeah. Like, and these breweries are getting hit up by people who want donations, regardless of whether or not they go out and seek it. So, as an organization, what they can do is decide where are they gonna put their money instead of waiting for somebody to come to them to say, "Oh, I want a donation for my event." If you're really about justice, you're going out and you're figuring out who is also about justice and how do I make sure that I'm sewing into that? Yes. Because if you're going to be about justice, it does require action. It, it shouldn't require the community to come in and say, like, hey, something wrong has been done, and so now it's time for you to put Black is Beautiful on your beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's somebody should be somebody's job at the brewery as far as like marketing or HR or whatever. That's something that somebody's job just yeah i mean even when you choose a marketing company like okay i'm i'm oblivious as a brewery owner i know how to brew beer and i know how to sell it to customers that's what i'm at but my marketing team or whoever i'm i'm tapping for that are they knowledgeable of the different communities and how to market to them you know you have to be intentional even down to who you choose as a market as as a marketer or like even social they have media. a social media manager right you like if you're bringing somebody in at front of the office or working a bar it's like okay but are you tapped into other communities or are you only just oh you just green hills oh, okay right. so everybody in Nashville knew when I said Oh, y'all just Green Hills? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all can just think about it. If I, you make a kind of statement like that, where the, if you, what your, what is your Green Hills in your neighborhood? Where are the rich your white city? people at? Yeah. <laughs> in your neck of the woods. That's so, what we're talking about. <laughs> and, and I think it's really about shaking up like the, the stigma behind it because I think automatically when you think about craft beer drinkers, you think about those who live in a certain community or they may, you know, they like certain types. Like, I don't think if I was a craft beer um, owner, which I'm black and I'm not wiggle to the black community, but off top, I'm not going to think that oh, a lot of black people drink my beer. Where the man so it's really like, you know, I really do think that they need to go behind, uh, go above and beyond and reach out to those who are part of the culture because it's all culture related. Like, I mean, we can know, a, if we, we're beer drinkers, we probably going to know a brewery is about to open up within four months, you know, six months in advance. You yeah. know, we know yeah. that stuff because we're part of the culture. So when you drag more people into the culture, it's like, yo, it's like, yo, you try, like we say, bring people in, and once they get, you know, had that one little hit, you know, they were like, all right, well, now I'm gonna keep up with, the, I'm gonna keep up with what's happening in the, in the culture. So but, 
what I'm finding difficult in Nashville, and before I, start, I dive into that, we poured up living waters. I know everybody kind of wants to sip. Everybody want to keep going. Yep, um, we poured up here. living waters. So y'all take a sip. I'm going to finish my thoughts. And, um, and then we'll talk about living waters. But my experience in Nashville is we already are not a very black city. So there's already a very small community of black people in the city trying to figure out or trying to introduce black people to beer is of course during COVID is rather difficult, but these breweries, they have to introduce black people to beer first. So y'all talking about the classes. If they, if a brewery created the class, what would be the first people who would be the first people to sign up 20 spots in that class it'll be gone so quick by non people of color those will spot the brew those are, yeah now i that's why i don't know if we're ready for classes yet we still trying to inter, no I, I, yeah 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 <laughs> we still trying to introduce people yeah. to beer so rather than spending offering your time or this is how you brew now, I understand, like, we're at a different level. So, I think we that's something that can be set up. And a lot of breweries are very open to helping people figure that out. But you have to... We're at a marketing standpoint right now. You're just trying to get black people intrigued by beer. And in Nashville, the breweries are open to it. But we are looking at such a, a difficult culture to, like, navigate because... Again, we're already, we're not like Atlanta where there's a a, a slew of variety. And it's something for every type of black person. Yeah. Right. Now, there's a variety here. There's the same variety, but let's just say there's one to three. You know what I'm saying? Nashville to Atlanta as far as black people. And my, that number might be um, even larger than that, honestly. Right. Like, I you know what I'm saying? A, a, a population. Larger, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that popular if you if you're looking at that it's like okay I'm looking at an even smaller community here in Nashville of beer drinkers. So how much effort would a brewery put forward to getting black people to drink? Yeah. Now they plateaued. They pretty much plateaued on that white audience. Those people who gonna drink gonna drink. Yeah. So yeah. they got they better come forward. And the last thing I'll say is. I don't, I'm not sure that it's just craft breweries who need to do this. If we're talking about um, AbBev, who, like, they own all of these breweries and all of these corporate, um, you know, Anheuser-Busch, all these people own some of these uh, quote-unquote craft breweries. Well, if that's the case, then they need to invest the money because you got it. They need to invest the money on this marketing to help black people because we'll, we can definitely roll through our um, corner stores and see, you know, some malt liquor being advertised, some Budweiser. Advertise some craft beer. Give people an opportunity to say, I like this or I don't. Right. And create some representation, I think. They got to create yeah. that price point, too, because look, if I can get a whole suitcase for $15, ah, I'm not listen. about to get a whole pack for $15. Listen. Like, real talk. Why are you that's very real. But here's the thing: there's a reality that craft beer ain't for everybody. Yeah, that's true. It's not for everybody. Yeah. So I don't like. I'm not trying to get. If you go in there and I'm just like you buying that Schlitz malt liquor, you probably not gonna buy no craft beer. To Look, be all the way honest. So I understand. I college, if I get a suitcase of, of Natty Light for thirteen ninety nine, 
Yeah. I said Daddy White on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a PWI, so Natty Light hits a little different in my ears than normal. Yeah. It was like when I hear Natty Light here. Ear palm, fat palm. Right, Embarrassment. Well, guess what? You can Bad have a decisions. Time over Natty, problems. Natty Light still has respect in the craft beer community. And they got that pink lemonade joint that's real good. Oh, that yes. pink lemonade joint. I ain't gonna lie. They still have respect in the craft beer community. I, like, if you're gonna drink something. So let's say Miller Life. Or I feel like, I feel like. I, I hear what y'all wait, wait, can can I pause that? Can you yes. like like make a note of what you're about to say? I want to give people a chance to talk oh, about here. their. You took a fast. That's fine. Talk. Right. That's fine. <laughs> I, well, I, I want to. I got Because <laughs> people are people are knocking out their taste of of living water, so I want to be able to give them my opportunity. Sip that yeah. water. But please don't forget your thought. My ass will need to write it down. So that's why that I said that. That boy about it here. Listen, here ain't. Is this a, a, a figment? Is this the standard recipe? Mm-hmm. This one. So they added loads of chocolate. Um, with yeah, living water. They um, they actually they they brewed the beer. There was an off flavor in it. They weren't feeling it, and they um, they rebrewed it. So. I guess it worked out because at the end of the day, they had a, um, they were, oh, sorry. sorry. They, <laughs> they were able to, uh, release kind of with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think they were going to do it before the anniversary, but with that, again, having to rebrew it, they end up releasing it after the anniversary. What part so th- this is, <clears throat> um, we just went over this Trinity, Trinity Lane, East Nashville. Out East. I'm out east, east nasty. Out east, nasty. So I, I have never said this before about a beer. I really like the aftertaste of this beer. Okay. You hear that, Living Water? Yep, Living Water. You got a new customer right here. They got, <laughs> I really they like got the some good stuff. Same. I'm thinking of it's like finish. it. The finish it makes this beer really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a smooth ride for me. It's very yeah. consistent. There's nothing different from up top. Like when the first hits your tongue. And then after the back part, you don't get anything different. It's like a nice, more consistent style. And I can deal with this. I can, this is why I'm going to drink a whole can of. Like, yeah. I'm not going to share. I'm not, right. I don't like sharing my beers right. and stuff like that. But but I ain't sharing this. Right. Y'all ain't coming to my house and having this. Like, Let me just tell you. I'm going to freeze. Living Water wanted us to know, like, Yazoo is cool. Southern Grits is cool. Bearded Iris is cool. Mm-hmm. Revolutionary. But we the niggas. Cool. <laughs> right. But we made this shit. Yeah. 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 And I this actually really love their and, whole build-up. You can, build can, up you can taste, you can taste that. Yeah. Like it's personal. It's found on oh. that. Yeah, I love like their um, response all the way up to their release because pretty much right when things started to pop off, they hit with the Blackout Tuesday. But they also was like, okay, this is how we're responding as a brewery slash coffee shop slash meeting place. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be a part of this. We denounce racism like they came. It was like. This is what we're doing. If you got a problem with it, take your ass somewhere else. And is that because like, the neighborhood there? I mean, is that what, what, why the owners sold them so over? I, I, I think it was. Um, <laughs> I think it works. I think both those breweries get it, and they're both East Nation. Well, it's it's about who runs your social media. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be honest. Like I um I and we'll we'll reach out to Living Waters to be able to to speak on this, but um I don't know how the owners feel. But I know the person who runs their social media that they that the owners trust to, you know, carry their message that he that's how he feels. 
So I was, when I was at the reflection. yeah when I was at the brewery again I went for like an eight a.m. meeting I started drinking a little early. Um, he was he was don't at the no there was no judgment. This is a safe space. She yeah. probably just want to know the details. So I'm drinking that beer eight a.m. So right, she you know, told me that too. I was like, wait a minute. This, this was a oh. Saturday. Oh girl. Yeah, um, no, but um, I posted and you know the the uh. The server, he was like the beer tender. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I run the social media." And so he, I had already seen that he was cool. And then his shirt was like, "Love black people like you love black coffee." Mm. And so the shirt was from a, a black. <laughs> it's um coffee with an X, but it's like black coffee and with an X. Um, dot com. I believe that's it. But oh, when this goes, I'm gonna really make sure I have the right uh, website. But the guy's out of Memphis, and he's just trying to change the narrative of the coffee game. And it's so important that like black people just change the narrative of the spot that you're in. Like that is it. That's all you got to do. If like that's not your lane, then don't like don't try to venture out of that. But it just showed for me. That's a whole like side note. That's like, a whole other podcast. Parentheses. Right. Right. A whole other Let's talk we'll about that. that we'll expand on that, y'all. Um, but he like he was repping that shirt and. It just let me know when I walked in there, I, I felt comfortable. Right. I felt like but from the message that he put on social media, walking in there and seeing his black ass shirt, him repping a black ass company. Yes. Like it, it made me feel, I was like, okay. I had to I hit him with the whole, can I take a picture of you in your shirt? <laughs> like, right. I want to kind of expound on that. I think it's just like goes back to what we were just talking about with getting black people into beer. You get into most things because you see you. Right. In that situation, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you see it, I saw me a drunk, the drunk part of me in the situation, but other people need other pieces. Go ahead, right? <laughs> no, I agree with that, <laughs> but it's just like you see yourself in basketball because a bunch of black people play basketball. You're like, oh, I can play basketball, I can play football, mm-hmm. or I can play or do whatever because I can, I see someone that I can love and respect. And kind of like model my whatever you're doing. So it's like you don't really see that a lot in breweries because we we can all walk in separately. We're gonna get all different experiences. I can go on the right day. I can catch Shiny. I can catch uh, Jason. I can catch uh, Dan. And then I'm like, oh, there's black people that go here. But you might go there on another day and be Chad, Susie, Tom, Dick, and Jane. You're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go in this space or like. Oh, I'm the odd man out right. all of a sudden. So it's just like with Living Waters, they did a really good job of that with your story. Like I can get that feeling when I walk in. And I'm like, oh, okay, y'all are here for everybody. Like they had no black people behind the counter now. True. Like I just it was yeah, it was a white guy. I was yeah yeah. Oh I yeah, was, true. But it's that like helps. you see someone Absolutely. seeing you mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, on that. When we were talking about marketing earlier, I think it's easy to start saying, like, we need to hire a different marketing firm and we need to market to black folks. But there's another part of inclusivity that starts with whatever job that you have at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So if you are the bartender, you can decide, where am I going to buy these particular products? Everything from my T-shirt to my napkins to my glasses. Mm-hmm. Am I making sure that I'm investing into mm-hmm. communities of color, mm-hmm. to immigrant-owned businesses? 
you know, you may not have a marketing budget. It may be your bartender that is doing your social media. It may be your sure housekeeper, you your janitorial service is also doing your lawn outside. All of that makes sense because these are scrappy, independent-owned businesses, mm-hmm. innovators. So they may not have a huge staff, but that doesn't mean that there's not opportunity to create inclusivity. Like when yeah. you walk into a space, if you can say, hey, I walked into this space and I didn't feel weird. I didn't feel afraid. I didn't feel like I had to like be a certain type of person in this space. Then you've, you've managed to create inclusivity. And I don't think that you can do that without close relationship to a diverse audience. So if you're not hiring people of color there to work in your back room, in your front room, if you're not like interacting with immigrant-owned and black-owned businesses, you're not you're not going to be able to authentically create an experience that is inclusive of an audience that doesn't already look like the people who you're paying. Right, question, what's the what's the what's the what needs to be done to get us to, I guess, look for these jobs? I know what I would do, but for like just some more random old Joe, or whatever, like no, that's to real. get people. Because uh, I mean, honestly, I look at things fifty-fifty. Like, yo, they can have all these opportunities, but the first thing they're gonna say is like, well, we had this available for the people of color, all minorities, and nobody participates. We had to yank the program. It didn't make dollars. It didn't make but sense. So what? How so, many black Starbucks baristas do you know? There are black folks who are applying for these jobs. A lot yeah. of times these breweries are located in gentrifying neighborhoods that are within yeah. walking distance yes. of black folks. Yeah. But who are they hiring? I mean, Damn, I got some. Uh, so, so, so what do we do? Like, should we, I should they, I'm, I'm just trying to help them find the answer. Because so I feel like we, like just like how certain things you did with certain groups, like y'all have the power to do certain things, y'all need to do it. I feel like we all have the power right now to speak and say, hey, this is what you need to do to get us in there and get these jobs. So, like, what should we do? Well, I, What one, should we tell them? One thing one thing, if breweries want to find a way to do it is they can look at a company like Slim and Huskies. Now, mind you, they are black-owned, but yeah. they intentionally said as owners, we want to hire people that live within walking distance of this location. And these breweries, because the point you made is true, majority of them, at least their first brew house, majority of them are neighborhoods that were once predominantly black in Nashville. They're in gentrified neighborhoods, and a lot of black people still live there. So one thing they can do is reach out to other businesses and look at how they did. There are businesses that make decisions. We're going to hire 70% of our staff from this local community. And when you say that, it, you actually speaking that changes your direction on how you find people. Because now when you're outside and you're fixing, someone's walking by, like, what's going to be here? You're like, oh, well, we're hiring. Like You're actually communicating with your locals because you want them to be a part of it. That that my advice to breweries would be that. So I just want to add. So I just want to add the like there was there's a, a, a some numbers that came out in the article previously. Um, let me make sure y'all get y'all next one. So there was it's one percent of breweries are black owned. Um, the front of the house is about four point five percent of uh, black staffed, and then. No, breweries. So it's 1% of breweries that are black-owned. And if we really break that down to who has an actual brick and mortar, there's less than, probably less than that. But, um, so there's, that's the 1%. Then who works in the breweries or front of the house is, is, uh, four, about 4.5%. But if you look at the neighborhood a typical brewery comes up in, the neighborhood is at least 12% black. So, 
You have a decent amount of black people around you, but you don't hire them. And I, I know that Darren had a little something to, uh, to add into that. No, I was, I was just, and this is this is a perfect segue that everybody's contributed to, but it's the same thing that we find like in corporates. Um, well, I don't know about, you know, I can't find any black candidates. Yes, you can. You're not looking for the right people. You're not looking for the right, you're not looking in the right places. And you don't have the right people in your circle of influence. And that's all what it comes down to. I was listening to um, the sister who's now with Founders and who's head of their DNI. And mm-hmm. she was talking about when she came in, she's like, the issue is, it's changing. You can say, oh, I posted this and no black people applied, no Latinx people applied. That's what they go Okay, and that's what they say. I but if you don't have us as regular friends, colleagues, associates, you're not going to, you're not doing your part. And I think it requires, like, having friends who are outside of Billy and Karen and, you know, Mackenzie. Like, you've got to go outside the realm and start to really invest in not only people that look different, but also, or may be different, but training individuals. If, if you're not looking and then you're not providing the education or the training, you're not going to get, you're going to get the same kind of people working your brewery, handling customers, you know, managing whatever. And you're not, you're not going to fully maximize the potential because, I mean, we all know, we've seen the numbers are more diverse, no matter what industry you're in, a more diverse uh, workforce yields more coin. And it's better for you when it comes to your values as a company, your mission. Like it, it's better, and they have to take it's it's that concerted effort to say, you know what, this is a blind spot. We need to figure this out. I need more black and brown friends. Yes. This is what they need to do. <laughs> I, I got a tell solution. Them, tell them. I come on. So come on. I'm gonna give you all free knowledge. I want to hear this. <laughs> free knowledge here. Free knowledge. Let's go. I, I tend to do it from time to time. So you think later. Um. Most people want to become teachers. Why? Well, well, they've probably been inspired by a teacher. Like, you know oh, what? This true. person did this for me. Somebody. I've been inspired. Dang, I'm going to be a type. I'm going to be a teacher. Most people want to be a musician because what? So, if I was a brewer, if I had to own a company, and I want more black people in my industry, I need to inspire some black people. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was me, I would find a way to, you know what, I'm going to teach a fermentation, I'm going to sponsor a fermentation class at a high school. Still legal, where it's a point where I'm not teaching how to make a beer, right. but what I'm going to do, I'm going to teach a fermentation class. Chemistry. So, it, yeah, or yeah. Bi- matter of yeah. fact, in biology, because yeah, my biology teacher, we slick made beer for a project one time, and she laughed at us because it was a fermentation project, and we didn't really drink, but that's a long story short. Don't, mm-hmm. talk, don't find out where I went to high school. But the only fact <laughs> that matters is that they were introduced to it. So just imagine somebody like, you know what? I'm going to sponsor a project class. I'm going to sponsor this class once a semester. They allow us to come in here, teach fermentation. Bam, there you go. You know what? Kids, oh, this is cool. I'm going to do this all the time. Yada, 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 yada. Bam, you got a kid that likes it. want to do it every day? Give a scholarship to MTSU because they have a brewer program over there. They have, they have a class over there. Or to any other college, or you'll sponsor them say, hey, as soon as you graduate, just like teach, not teach for America, but um, Call me Mr. Program. 
where if you want to be a teacher, they pay all four years of your college, you can work for me a couple of years. Do the same thing for that. Call me Brewer. Mm, you know, okay. I'm going to give you a scholarship. I want to go there. there it is. Mm, I, like I want to go there. Bars. But we just poured up the Southern Grist. Oh, it's so good. Can we That's delicious. We just poured up the Southern Grist. She said it's so good. <laughs> and it is um, brewed with vanilla. Yes. So, I want to give Kramer an opportunity to give his thoughts because he had... No, he about to fanboy over it. Uh, no. Oh. Fanboy over the flavor and the product that you actually get. Um, this is fire. What I'm upset, <laughs> what I'm upset about is how they marketed it. And it's been kind of about what we've talked about. It's just like, oh, I put out this program, but no black folks or brown folks applied to it, so scrap it, move it on. But with Southern Grist, if you follow their social media or if you're on their newsletter, on their email, you can you almost know every release by Tuesday. They're releasing on Saturday. With Black is Beautiful, it just popped up on a Friday or a Saturday, and it was just like, hey, we made it. We just put vanilla in it. But... That was one of your big things, of yeah. just putting the vanilla in it. Because I think that release came a week after, maybe a week, maybe after, two, after, after the dirt, dirt pudding, pudding. Which was made with mm. chocolate pudding, gummy worms. And then you're just like, yeah. oh, here's Black is Beautiful. We just threw vanilla in it. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't noticed it. No. I don't know what we would try to do. It just felt. They do stouts, but they're typically pastry stouts. Yes. So it was. So part of. Okay. So and he, and I was my my thing to Kramer because he expressed this a, a little when Southerners dropped. My thing to Kramer was like it it cost to put the fancy you know pastry stouts out there. Um, and if you're not getting any return on it, then it's hard to really see that ROI. And this, I at the end of the day, that. is all about it, it. At the end of the day, is really all about return oh, on investment. Dollar. So if all of your um, investment is going to somebody else, you don't mm-hmm. want to do the the most cost. I understand expensive. that, but it's like also at the same time, like immediately the oh, next week, you're like, you, oh, French toast. Peanut butter is not coming out. No, no, no. Oh, no. Like Crazy squares, but I understand. Crazy squares, yeah. I Crazy forget, squares, like, but I'm just saying, it's just like. So, so what? What do y'all like? So that's where that's what he says. Well, I don't know a lot about all the beers. I understand hops and the gravities and all that good stuff, but I do know that they were investing toward people having the sugar because this is a little sweet for me. Yeah. Just the teens. Oh, this is a dessert beer. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I love the it's product. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not what I'm upset about. This, it's is, the product. this is typical for the stuff that they put out. This okay. Is, All this right. is like a normal thing. Sweet. Yes. It's yeah, it's sweet and thing. it's good. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not upset about that. It's just like, you do, you put so much effort into all these other beers, and this one, even on the marketing side, it's just like, it just kind of popped up on Saturday afternoon. We're released. Oh, this is released today. Get it at 10 a.m. on this day. Like, what? Today. What Were they the first ones to release? No, no, they were not. They were. Uh, Yazoo was first. I know. Yeah, I know. It was bearded Iris. I said bearded was, was last. Bearded was last. Okay, bearded, I bought this. I bought this after Yazoo. So Yazoo I think Yazoo and, and Southern Rest released on the same weekend. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, they did. Okay. I don't, but I on all of it, yes, like it would have been good, like a little bit of a build up. I'm not. I guess I'm not fully upset with the release. Um, it's a good beer. Oh, to, yeah. to Tika's, to Tika's point. 
This one right now, like what the the at least what I'm drinking. I don't know if she caught the end of a bit uh, of the can or something, but it's not as sweet. Oh, this is sweet. The first time, no, the first yeah. time I had it oh, was talking, yeah, yeah, just a couple weeks ago. It was it was very sweet. And so I'm like, I actually, it's my bad nice. guys, I meant to turn the can upside down mm-hmm. before we poured it. Um, because <clears throat> it yeah. is, yeah, it it's is easy rather, to get that little trip. yeah. Now what happened with the, what's, what's going on with turning the can upside down? Because those who may not know. The sediment, the sediment, the sediment, sediment of the, like the flavors will go to the bottom. Oh. It's kind of like vinegar. You got to like shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't shake the big can up. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not advocating that, but it's just saying it's settling. Apparently, it's settling, people. Like, this is selling of stuff in the product. Just turn it upside down, it'll mix back together. Do not shake it. adjuncts like vanilla or, you know, there's hazelnut or something like that. As I was pouring the as I was pouring the beer when I got to the end, you could see um, the adjunct pieces. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I when I poured the last one of the uh, bearded iris, no, of the living waters, you could see the chocolate like really come out. So the person who had the first taste versus the person who had the last taste could be different. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not necessarily a bad thing. It just. You know. It's just different. Yeah, <laughs> like and that's a that's a beauty that's a beauty of beer. Like turning the can upside down will make a difference. You know, um, I would say temperature. Temperature. Because yeah, even on the living waters, the second one I pulled it right out the cabinet. It worked out really yeah. well. I think you and I mainly had that one, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like South, you want to enjoy a little bit warmer more. than most. You know, like, I'm, I'm upset now too. You made me upset. About the whole marketing thing, cause like sit here thinking about it, right? It's so the, I wasn't mad at it before, but now they're the backstage. I'm like, crap, Cause I knew about y'all because difference. they marketed online. I saw in the big groups about yo, black and beautiful is a town. I didn't know they released the same weekend as Southern Grizz. That was the case. That's all I'm saying. Trips went out before because you know you are right. Southern Grizz they have it up on launch, but like mm-hmm. Tuesday, right? Your big white ticket on Wednesday. My Thursday is shut down. And we come pick it up by 12 o'clock on Saturday or something like and that. And this is really yeah. interesting because they use a lot of black culture in their marketing. I was just looking at their social media page. Mm-hmm. They have a beer called Money Moves. Who came up with that? Oh. <laughs> uh, Not what's the that money Tim's moves? one the they white, have? Is that the white skin dude? Okay. Hoppy Tim's. <laughs> Hoppy Tim's. Like, they have Timberlands on their right. can oh, design. Okay. Like, so... Y'all really like us, don't you? What about the, you know, love your black people like you love your black culture on your beer label? That's right. That's right. Get on. I ain't say it. Get on. Get on, Rachel. So Rachel is pointing. I got you. Rachel is pointing out the hypocrisy in some of in some of the breweries and how they like market and um what we experience. So. In Nashville, and we are all living in Nashville. I'm just not getting it. I, like, I mean, people thought I was tripping. I was like, yo, like, you know, honestly, if we weren't having these conversations now about it, it would be hypocrisy then. Like, you know, you tripping. But since we have the conversations now, maybe somebody's hearing it. Then it's like, okay, where do oh, we? we was tripping. Oh. And on that note, I am gonna pause. I think this is a good place to wrap up this the first half of this conversation. I think we're going to kick off uh, the second in a second. So, y'all be easy. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Put your glass to the swig podcast and keep toasting. Uh.